So 1 Corinthians 15, um, from the first verse, you know, Paul, um, thank you. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, not an opinion, but the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you received, and in it also you stand. Verse 2, by which also you were saved, if you keep the you know if you keep in memory rather what i preached unto you unless you believed in vain now let's go for i delivered unto you first of all that which i received how that christ died for our sins according to the scriptures how he died for our sins according to the scriptures how that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures and that he was seen of Cephas, that's Peter, then the twelve. After that, he was seen of, you know, with over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part of them remain until now. Many of them are asleep, which means, you know, dead. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. Let's keep going. A bit of verses to go. I am the least of the apostles that I'm not meant to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. His grace, which was bestowed on me, was not in vain. I labor more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but it is the grace of God that works in me. 11 now. Therefore, whether it be I or they, so the gospel was preached, and then so you believed, all right? Now, if christ be preached watch this that he rose from the dead how do some say that there is no resurrection of the dead okay if there be no resurrection of the dead then christ is not risen so the contention is for many people not just that he lived some agree that he lived some say oh we have a list of prophets and jesus is you know one of those prophets or so we we have a list of um matthias or matthias or how do you say my my Matthias, Matthias. Oh. All right. Jesus is not a Matthias. A Matthias is someone who dies for a cause. Jesus is a lamb of God. Was sacrificed. There's a difference. All right. So if, if I'm fighting for freedom, I'm fighting for whatever it is, and then someone shoots me in the head and then I die. So I died for a cause. Remove Jesus. He stands in a class of his own. It was the one God talked about in the beginning when God told the devil that the seed of the woman will bruise your head. That's not the Messiah. That's the lamb of the world. That's the one who comes to carry the sin of everyone. One person dies for the cause of people and whether the cause is approved or not, everybody's still going to die. But this is one man that died and changed the course of history. This is one man that died and changed calendaring. This is one man that died and affected everybody, affected everything. It's not an ordinary death. It's not an ordinary celebration. All right, Lazarus died and Jesus rose him up, okay, after he had been dead for four days. The death of Jesus is not like the death of Lazarus. Lazarus died, was raised up by Jesus only to die again. Jesus died, was raised up into eternal resurrection. There's a complete difference. It's, it's different. Because um, at the end of the day, everybody sometimes say, well, we all serve the same God. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe in our ideas, yes, you know, but the, the agenda is this. And, and sometimes, you know, like Paul said in the book of Romans, he has, um, a lot of sympathy for the Jews because the idea is this, um, to them, 
was the covenant of Abraham to them was given everything you're right the oracles of God and all of that but they missed something and and many people miss that they say but God cannot have a, a child God said I can't have it. There's nobody, you know, beside me. If you read Isaiah and everywhere, you hear God saying things like, beside me, there was no other. There is no other. Nobody like me. No. So, so they, they read all that. They stayed with it. No wonder Jesus said, you know, you search the scriptures and then you got lost because you didn't find me. Jesus was hiding there. The same Isaiah where God said, there's nobody like me, nobody around me, nobody beside me. I'm only one, you know, and all of that. And then, of course, Moses said a whole lot of that. But, you know, you find that also when Isaiah talked and God was reminding the Jews about himself. The same Isaiah told them a virgin shall give birth. So the key about the coming of Jesus was hidden in the prophets, hidden in the scriptures. They missed it. They missed it. So, and, and then someone says, oh, but isn't it one God, one God, but then not too many ways to one God. Jesus was emphatic. He said, I am the way. And I am the truth. I am not one of the ways. You know, sometimes we were confused as to how many ways to God. You know, and people now say, well, I have my truth. No, there is no truth. There is the truth. It's just one way. It's just one truth. We say, oh, but you guys are now being very myopic. That sounds like God is myopic, you know, because God said that's the way. You know, because this is. And why is he the way? That's what people don't understand religion is man looking for ways to reach out to god christianity is god reaching out to man religion is man saying let, let's appease god we we need to find god we need to let, let's turn this thing to god oh good idea let's turn it to god oh so you are god. We're going to bow down to you so all of that is religion we come up with ideas our own idea on reaching him but this is god saying you know another argument about the mercy of god and then maybe you heard that before if god is so good and then god is so loving why would a good god send people to hell god didn't send anybody to hell god is not sending anybody to hell yeah the devil was doomed all right with you know his crew just doomed and then god said to adam the day you eat of this thing that day you will die and Adam decided to walk in the reality of what God said don't do God didn't say hey I'm gonna send you to hell no man chose death and let me explain this quickly God is just because you can't have mercy if there's no justice you need to get that you can't have mercy if there's no justice you can't you you can't do good if maybe nobody has an idea of good and bad so you know oh that was good this is bad because good is defined and then bad is defined so there can be mercy if there was no justice so god said the day you eat this thing you're gonna die and then adam ate it and god could have said man i love you i give you a second chance no justice the soul that's in it has to die you eat it you die but guess what haven't pronounced that from the point of justice and knowing that man is not capable to fulfill the judgment the judge who made the pronouncement came down as it were from that high seat he sat upon removed his regalia right that whole wig thing and he dropped it off the same judge who said 
you will die. The same judge who said your sentence, because that was the thing, but he knew the sentence is too difficult to bear. That same judge now became a man. That in my justice, in my judgment, I had to pronounce it, but in my love, I will carry it because of you. Did anybody get what I just said? 2 Corinthians 5, and then the 19th verse, um, amplified. 2 Corinthians 5, 19. These epistles, they, they are like loaded. I know we all grew up with Matthew, Mark, Luke, at, you know, Luke and John. I was going to say Luke at John. That's a joke, right? Um, but I was going, you know, we got used to Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. And usually we, we stay around that. But like every movie, there are always the behind the scenes. In every movie. And in the gospel, there's what we have as the behind the scenes. Those things that were not noticed in Jerusalem, but they were taking place. So, 2 Corinthians 5.19 says, could you read with me? One, two, can we go? It was God personally present where? In Christ reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself not counting up or holding against men their trespasses but what canceling them and committing to us the message of reconciliation the restoration to favor god is saying the war is over the 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 the, the everything has been sorted but i like the way the amplifier puts it it was god personally present in christ it was the same god the same judge the same one who said the soul that sins will die the same one who says hey listen all of men is unrighteous the same person who said that then came in his own love to say you cannot bear this judgment i'm going to bear the judgment for you i don't know what greater love that is you know we like to tell someone hey that's your that's your cup of tea but God never said it was anybody's cup of tea. Something interesting happened on that cross. Let's see. Mark or Matthew or Luke. We'll do Mark. And then we'll do Mark and Luke. So Mark 15, 33. I know Jesus hung on a cross. Now argument again, cross or tree. So if it is a cross, then he would have hung this way, which we're all used to. If it is a tree, then he would have hung this way. Who got that? So this is a cross like this, but a tree is just a pole. So it's like that. But the argument tilts actually more to tree than it is to cross. But Jesus hung, was crucified. <laughs> all right. If you read Galatians and read a couple of other places, they use the word tree and not cross. Anyway. Something happened on that cross tree. When the sixth hour, he's already hanging up there. About midday, right? When it was the sixth hour, this is interesting. Or when the sixth hour had come, there was what? Darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. So from 12 noon till 3 in the afternoon, there was darkness. So Jesus is hanging on that cross. Everywhere was pitch black. I think at that time, some very, what do you call horror movie? How do you rate it? Is it R or horror horror? R plus. R plus. 
all right? Some RR, triple R, maybe worse, was going on and God said, you can't see that part. So he blacked out everywhere. Most of us miss this thing. While he was hanging on that cross, there was darkness all over the entire land for three straight hours. Something was going on. Something was going on. And in maybe 15 minutes, I'll try and say as much as I can. So watch this again. There was darkness all over the land for the space of three hours. Look at verse 34 and see what happened there. And watch this. At the ninth hour, he did what? Cried out with a loud voice, a lawyer, lawyer, like Max Abaktani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, deserting me, leaving me helpless and abandoned? At that point, something happened. In, in John chapter 1, verse 29, I believe, John the Baptist said concerning Jesus, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the whole world. But Jesus was not the Lamb in, in, in action, hear me, until he hung on that tree. Please get that. When he was strolling around Jerusalem, everybody loved him. All right, heal the sick, he raised the dead, he cast out devils. It was, it was a people's man. It was everybody's, everybody. It was the Pharisees, you know, beef. It was everything, different things to people. But then, when did he become the sacrifice? It was when he hung on the cross. Why did he have to shout this one after three hours of darkness? Because it is believed, and I'll quickly run through a few scriptures. This was a point where he actually became sin. Because the Bible said it's, the, the Father cannot behold iniquity. So at this point, something happened to him on the cross. At this point, it wasn't just Jesus, my lover, anymore. So what we see in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is just PG-13. So they stripped him. They bruised him. Let me do that thing. I like it when I did. You, you know they beat Jesus, right? I'm looking at their faces now. You know they beat him right you know the whips is like leather whip mm? and then there are spiky things inside that leather whip are you ready for this now like really spiky things and then there are long whips such that when you whip someone it goes around the person and pins into the person's flesh I'm looking at faces so when you pull back that whip you know what's gonna do right pulls out yeah that, that's the reaction i was looking for i got a few of you <laughs> what i described we were not there so we're just trying to describe it have you seen passion of the christ before did you cry it was okay if you cried all right mel gibson did his best to try to portray but i'm not sure if he got it but i mean he 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 went far he went far on it so imagine them doing that 39 times and then they whip him and then the thing spins around him and then pull him out deep crowns on his head piercing through his brow blood is dropping blood everywhere then they hang him up and chew chew blood is dripping everywhere none of this as horrible as as these things are physically speaking i don't think any of this will compare to whatever happened spiritually within those three hours of darkness god had to blank everything out luke makes it a lot more dramatic luke said it wasn't just the whole land Luke 23, 44. Luke said it wasn't the land. Maybe. Because these this gospels were written way after Jesus had gone. Luke, Luke 23, 44. And then Luke, Luke added something. Luke said, being in 
um, 23, please. 23:44. Thank you. It was now about the sixth hour, midday, and darkness enveloped the whole land and earth. So Matthew says it was a land. Mark says it was a land. Luke said no. Maybe in relating, when he started taking the gospel all around, maybe they checked dates and time and saw something happened that same day, that same time, for the space of three hours. So it was a whole earth. Because it was not the lamb that was slain for Israel. It wasn't the lamb that was slain for Jerusalem. It was the lamb that was slain for the whole world. This kind of teaching should make disciples out of every Christian. Someone went through all of that. Man, and they just crucified me at my office for being a Christian. Bring some more persecution, bro. I'll take it. Someone went through that because of me. And then I'm doing um, come to church, you know, you know, hip hop array, yo. No, this is deep. And and this is love. This is God saying, I love you. I'm showing you how much I love you. Colossians chapter two, chapter two, fourteen. We're going to read King James and then we'll do TPT. So, so beautiful. Colossians 2, 14. We'll do 14 and 15. So, it says blotting out. I'm, I'm painting a picture of the things that happened on that cross. We can't go too far, but whatever we could cover right now. On, on that cross. Hanging right there on the tree. This or this. Hanging, hanging right there. It was, it was there. And then people in Jerusalem saw him. They were those mocking him. He calls himself King of the Jews. See him hanging now. <laughs> but he's a miracle worker. Why can't he do miracles? Some said it out of, you know, um, what's that now? They said it mockingly. Some said out of concern. But we saw what you did. You, you, you turned water to wine. Just do something. They didn't get the gist. He had to be crucified. If Jesus healed the sick, raised the dead, cast out devils, but never went to the cross, it was mission unaccomplished. This was the sole reason why he came. If he didn't do the others and he did this, we're still good. But if he did those ones and missed this one, the whole world is still in darkness. So, on that cross, on that cross, watch this. Blotting out the handwriting. I love this. And ordinances that were against us. He blotted them out. Everything that was contrary to us, he did what? Took them out of the way and... So when they thought they were nailing Jesus, what were they nailing? Every ordinance against us. Every law, every sentence against us. They were nailing them. And that's why 2 Corinthians says, had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of God. Because in, in God's own foolishness, was actually being wise. When they thought they arrested him, they were actually rescuing man. When they thought they killed him, they actually delivered us forever. Glory to God. Come on, glory to God. So, blotting out the handwriting, everything that was against us, he took it out of the way, nailed it to the cross. Next verse, please. And then he spoiled principalities and powers. I says, oh, but demons are still choking me. No, they've been spoiled. They've been rendered powerless by Jesus Christ. They've been rendered powerless. Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly. Triumphing over them. I'm sure you've seen some of these, you know, you know, movies epic movies maybe like we call them when, when they go to a particular place and then you know they win over that you know you know place they they, they the the victors ride on horseback and then the the people you know in captive are like in chains prisoners of war so he's saying that he made an open display of the devil 
an open show, an open shame. Let's see, the, you know, the Passion Translation 14 and 15. I love this one. Are you ready to read it? I love this one. I love this one. Woo! He canceled out what? Every legal violation we had on our record and the hold arrest warrant <laughs> that stood to indict us. He canceled it. Sadly, up until now, when, when a Christian has a bad day, sometimes the first thing that comes to your mind is, so what did I do wrong? Why is God punishing me? All those punishments were canceled. And, and, and the church has to get it. Because if I died for everybody, or I suffered, or Jesus, in his own case in particular, suffered for all of us, but then we still individually have to suffer, then why did he come to suffer? This is the beauty of the cross. He canceled out every legal violation we had in our record, and the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us, he erased it all. Our sins, our stained souls, he what? Deleted it all hallelujah and they cannot be what retrieved everything we once were in adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation so when you think of the death of jesus don't just say oh ho, 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 ho. he died for me he couldn't have died for us and then left us the same he should have just stayed in heaven what i said is not blasphemy it's gonna help us think if he left heaven to come here and then went back and then was still the same maybe he should never have come maybe he should never have come but he did come hallelujah he did die he did become the sacrifice it therefore means we have been changed forever all we need now is knowledge verse 15 let's see then jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness watch this stripping away from them every what weapon and all their spiritual authority and power to accuse us so when the devil tries to accuse you you're not worthy you're not worth it you're not worthy you're not worth it god won't do something good for you bad things will happen when the devil starts reminding you of that tell him someone hung on that cross he took away my unworthiness he took away my sin he took away my crime yeah but you, you know what about the one he did yesterday he did all that before i was born devil but God's not going to forgive you. Forgiveness is family business. And the last time I checked, you were kicked out of the family. <laughs> so this is me and my daddy talking. If I do wrong, I sort myself out with my daddy. It's family business, not your business. Because what you say, oh boy, he's the accuser of the brethren. The Bible says he's been stripped of his power now to accuse. So when he's trying to do yanking, 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 telling blah, 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 blah. I'm not listening to you. I'm listening to the word of God. And the word of God says I've been delivered from it. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around <laughs> as prisoners in what? A procession of triumph. He was not their prisoner. They were his. Woo! Glory to God. So this happened on the cross. When they were nailing him, they nailed your condemnation. They nailed your sin. They nailed your guilt. Galatians chapter 3 and then the 13th verse. You could maybe do New King James on that. Galatians 3 and 13. Glory to God. 
Say, thank God for that cross. Thank God for the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Amen, 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 amen. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us, for it is written, what was written? Cursed is everyone that hangeth where? That means when he was hanging on that tree, he became a curse. Watch this now. So many Christians still say, I think I'm cursed. Something is wrong with me. Things are not working well for me. Oh, I need special deliverance. And I need deliverance after the deliverance. And then another one after the another one. Then Jesus should never have died. Because he hung on the cross. And then he became a curse. What does that mean? It means he took away all the curses ever connected to you forever. It means you can tell curse, me and you, we don't have a... We're not allies. Fly. Move. Go away. He said, but things are wrong. And three people gave me prophecy. Listen, no prophecy is stronger than scripture. Hear me well. No prophecy. But I saw a dream. Dreams, everything, revelations, they are subject to the Bible. All things are aligned with scripture. If it's dreams, we've seen funny dreams. But we'll come back to the word and say, does it agree? Does it agree? Someone saw an angel appear in his room. He was sick on his bed. And then the angel said to him, God will not heal you. It's not the will of God for you to be healed. And he carried that thought for years. Until he met someone who said, why don't we agree that you'll be healed? Well, no, I think it was weeks and months, not years. Let's pray so you'll be healed. He said, no. It is the will of God that I remain this way. The person said, how? He said, I saw an angel. He appeared in the morning in my room. And then there was bright light. And he described the whole thing. And, and said, the angel said to me, it is the will of God that you remain this way. Sick! He said, but that doesn't agree with the Bible. He himself took our infirmities. Carried away our sicknesses. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes were healed. And then he ran the person through scripture. And said, the angel would never say anything that doesn't align with scripture. That was not an angel. That was a demon. Angels would never say anything that disagrees with the Bible. So if you don't know the Bible, you will be tripped by dreams and visions and revelations. The person saw it. All right, there, got healed. Because it's not the will of God. 3 John 2 says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health. Even as your soul prospers. So he hung on that curse. I mean, so anytime you see that, you say, all my curse has been taken away. All my curse has been taken away. You say, you don't understand. There's a curse in my family. There's a curse in our environment. There's this curse, and then there's that, and there's that. None of those curses are bigger than the curse that came on the earth when Adam fell. And this is what Jesus did, guys. He didn't go to the fruit of curses. He went to the very root of all the curse. And he didn't just listen. He didn't just remove curse. Watch this. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, being what? made so he became a curse because the bible said cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree he had to become it so that curse of what early death that curse of late marriage that curse of what whatever whatever someone says oh there's a curse in our family we don't give birth on time that that curse of stagnation that make make a long list of those curses in your mind and maybe when you get back home and say christ redeemed me from every curse 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 he did not just he didn't just watch this he didn't just take away curses he didn't leave us alone let's see the next verse 
that the what? Blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles in Christ that we might receive the promise of a spiritual faith. So he removed the curse and gave you a blessing. Glory to God. That means when, when things seem stagnant and that fear comes, I think you're stuck and you're going to be like this for a long time. I say, no, the blessing of Abraham is on me. The blessing of Abraham is on me. The blessing, if the blessing is on you, why are things like this? Let me remind you of what the blessing of Abraham can do. There's a guy called Joseph. They sold him as a slave into Egypt. A slave means no shirt on his back. Probably naked because a slave master has to check him out and buy him. And they took him to someone's house called Potiphar. Bible said Potiphar loved him because everything that Joseph did was turning out right. The blessing was on him. No shirt. No designer clothes. No designer shoes. But the blessing was on him. That's how strong the blessing is. Mrs. Potiphar fell in love with him. You know, success always attracts people. He didn't trip for her, so she him up, set him up in prison. Even in prison, without studying prison management, a blessing was working on him. Still no shirt on his back. Now a prisoner. Worst case. But something was working. Listen, the blessing is more important than whatever you're driving, where you're living. You say, why? Because I know two guys. One is called Esau. The other is called Jacob. Esau was firstborn. One day he was hungry. You know the story. And then his brother said, give me your birthright. What is birthright? Birthright is the extra portion you get when daddy's dead. That inheritance. You get extra because you're firstborn. And then he said, oh, take my birthright. I, I don't need it. It's not useful to a dead man. Anyway, while he gave his brother his birthright, he was banking on something called the blessing. He knew before daddy dies, daddy's going to lay hands on me. And daddy's going to transfer on me what he got collected from Papa Abraham. So you take all the stuff. If I get the blessing, I get all the stuff. He knew that. They understood that revelation. They understood that revelation. Someday I'll do a series on it. And then, have you ever wondered? So Jacob now comes, gets that prayer. Esau comes and says, Daddy, pray for me. And Daddy says, um, I'm sorry, there's no more prayer. Pray for me too. Because you thought it was an ordinary prayer. No, it wasn't. It was a transference of what he collected from Abraham that was sending down to him. Esau knew I'm dead. If you remember the story, Esau said, I'm going to kill him because of ordinary prayer. I knew it wasn't ordinary prayer. It was a transference of the covenant. Esau knew I'm finished. Now when they call the knowledge of this man, my name is out of that book. Not because of birthright, but because of that thing they call blessing. Now it's called the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, not Esau. It was the blessing was transferred to him he said i'm gonna kill him it's not a clot the blessing is not a car it's not a wife it's not a baby proverbs 10 22 says the blessing make it rich so if you if you meet a guy sweeping the streets right now and put the blessing on him come back after time he will never be the same again the blessing picks you from where you are takes you to a new level the blessing says an empty, desolate place. And say, like, I like to walk in this kind of place. I say, oh, but there were curses in their family. Abraham didn't give birth on time. Isaac didn't give birth on time. If that's all you see, you're reading it wrong. It only means that no matter what happened in their bodies, the blessing ended up giving them children. Because the blessing never leaves you barren. The blessing never leaves you fruitless. That's the power of the blessing. So when you see that cross, when you see what happened, you tell yourself, Christ redeemed me from every curse. He didn't just take away the curse. He put the blessing on me. Everybody in Christ. We're saying Galatians 3, right? 
Just go straight to 29. Straight down to 29 and we're in there. Glory to God. Anybody blessed today? Thank you, Lord Jesus. It says, and if you belong to who? Christ. Then you are... Because you could be wondering. Can I do a quick illustration? Please, quick. I'm going to borrow... You're going to come, right? Thank you. Can I get you... Who else is like, come in? Uh, I need Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Should we get Joseph too? Maybe Joseph... Um, who should I borrow? I need like two, three more people. Anybody? Yes, it's free. <laughs> okay, I can have you guys, right? No, any. It's it's not um, a masculine thing. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, you, you, thank you. Okay, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. You, whew, gotta get out of here. Are, are you um, Abraham, Isaac? Okay, good. Jacob, Joseph. So one more person. Raise your hand if you that one more person. Oh, thank you. So just hold on right there. You'll stylishly come in very soon. It has to be stylish. All right. Uh, could you step? Okay, no, let me push this back. So God met Abraham, right? And God said, I will bless you. Make your name great. You will be a blessing anywhere you go. Anybody who hurts you, I'm going to hurt. Abraham, Abraham one day said Sarah was his sister god could have said sister abby you married her out so it is your business what did god do he plagued the house of that king he made every woman there barren she said but i didn't it was a legal transaction god said yeah that's why i stopped you from touching her but if you don't return his wife back to him nobody will ever give birth in this house that means god can fight for you even when you messed up but the law of moses makes you feel what you do wrong God is holding a very big stick and is going to knock you down dead. Now, is God therefore encouraging you to lie? The answer is no. But God is showing commitment to covenant. It's like your child messed up something in your neighbor's house, broke your neighbor's vase, a flower pot or something, and then you saw a neighbor running after a kid to spank your kid. What are you going to do? Spank on? You're going to stand there like, hey, stop. Hey, you broke. You can't be my kid. You can now get home with your kid. And say, what's up? Anybody get what I'm saying now? So God had to stop the guy from you can't hurt this man. I don't care what he did. I don't care what he, I, I don't I don't care. He's my man. That's the kind of protection you have. So you submit an application somewhere, proposal somewhere, or something, some something, and they say, We don't want him, we don't want her. Put this new guy there. God says, <laughs> Are you guys ready to face me? No, put it back yeah that's part of the, so that's abraham abraham gives birth to isaac what's special about isaac nothing just born by abraham nothing just born isaac now enters into a land that was famine isaac's men would dig water genesis 26 they will find water nobody has found water they were finding water why the blessing of abraham he got so rich abimelech had to beg him get out of our town you're too rich you're intimidating us with your world get out and then they sent him away and they had to go and beg him please you're rich there's a blessing on you genesis 26 go read that then he gave birth to esau and then jacob jacob ran away from his daddy's house with only one stick in his hand but if you notice when he was coming back home oh dear the blessing has worked the blessing never leaves you the same never feel bad about where you are look at where you're going 
Once the blessing is on you, you're covered. Do you understand? And then they gave her to Joseph. That is boy, coat of many colors. And then, you know, we took away the coat of many colors, told that he was dead. He was in prison. I mean, was, and then he started in Egypt, in Egypt, prospering, expanding to the left, expanding to the right. In Egypt, what was special about him? Nothing. Abraham. The connection was Abraham. All their connections were Abraham. That was the man God made a covenant with. None of these guys. These guys are just enjoying the covenant with him. Then comes Jesus. Verse 16. Verse 16. We'll do that extra time. Verse 16. It says, Now to Abraham and who? Please read with me. His seed. Is it with S or with singular or plural? Singular. Now to Abraham and his seed where the promises made he saith not unto seeds as of many but as of one and to your seed which is who so every time god told abraham you and your seed will prosper you and your seed he wasn't talking about isaac he wasn't talking about jacob or joseph he wasn't any of these guys he wasn't about jesus christ jesus christ so every blessing that was for abraham was for jesus christ every blessing these guys were just showing you the catalog. You want to shop. So I'll show you all the works we can do. We'll show you how we can transform the lives of people. We could show you how we could change Jacob. Jacob used to swindle, used to, and then we turned him to a prince. And then that guy, his brothers messed him up, but we turned him to a prime minister. And then you look at the catalog. We see this is what we can do. These are the works we've done. That's what all these guys were doing. But there was an invisible person in all those transactions, Christ. That's why when God was making a covenant with Abraham, Abraham was sleeping. When he told him to cut those animals for him, the Bible said a deep sleep came on him. Why? You can't make this covenant. Because if you break it, you will die. So it had to be made by two people that will never die. God and Jesus Christ. Abraham was busy sleeping. So Abraham eventually didn't have a covenant. But talk for another day. Was God and Jesus making the covenant. Not God and Abraham. Watch this. So now, this is Jesus Christ. But question, why would Jesus leave heaven to come to the earth to receive a blessing? He didn't need a blessing. He didn't need to be blessed. It was only like you do. You are standing in the line for somebody. Now it's your turn. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, If any man beware. Please come. You need to be right where I am. So every time God was blessing Abraham, God was blessing Abraham and who? Christ. But Christ didn't need the blessing. Christ was only standing in the place for somebody. And then he resurrected from the dead and someone stood into that place. So every time God blessed Abraham, was blessing Abraham and the believer. Abraham. And that's why 20, 29 now. And then I'm done. Verse 29. Galatians 3, 29. Alright, we're there. In 3, 2, 1, go. And if you belong to who? Christ. Then you are seed. And you are the hair means inheritor. Every promise that was ever given to Abraham any child of god can scroll through the bible and say mine 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 but moses said no 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 if you don't obey the law bro no i'm connected to abraham not to you the jews are connected to you i can flip through the bible and say mine 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 every single promise because he became a curse so that you can be blessed so when you go to deuteronomy 28 it says you're blessed coming in and blessed going out it belongs to you 
He says, blessed is the fruit of your body, blessed is the fruit of your ground. It belongs to you. Blesses your basket, blesses your storehouse. It means blesses your bank account, blesses your credit card, blesses anything that has to do with you. If, if, even if you want a house you didn't build, if you enter the dormitory, you find houses filled with good things that you did not build. If you're looking for a house that you will buy and build, it says, and you will build houses and you will live in them. I mean, whatever you're looking for, if it's that, listen, he said, even your cattle shall never be barren. If cattle cannot be barren, it means wife is not permitted to be barren. I mean, just go there and shop there and say, all this blessings they belong to abraham therefore they belong to me glory to god Hallelujah. thank you glory to god amen please see that thank you so much say i'm blessed, blessed. say say i'm blessed. blessed say i'm blessed say thank you jesus you hung on that tree you took away my guilt you took away my shame you took away my pain you took away my curse and you made me blessed i'm blessed glory to god amen to jesus glory to god i trust that bless somebody glory to god amen thank you father we give you praise we give you praise we give you praise thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord